I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Last night we read the first half of Jeremiah chapter 5 and we talked about the theme was there was not even one that was righteous and we related that back to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and even the fact that aside from Christ there are none righteous that even in the New Testament nobody will be found righteous because of their own deeds or how good they are but that we are completely in need of righteousness derived only from Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Truth? Yep. We continue tonight in Jeremiah chapter 18. The Lord continues to declare through the prophet of what is going to happen to the people. Verse 18. Yet even in those days, declares the Lord, I will not destroy you completely. And when the people ask, Why has the Lord our God done all this to us? You will tell them, As you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land, so now you will serve foreigners in a land not your own. That's making me think that um, what we've been reading so far, like yesterday and today, is um, prophesying the, uh, the exile and into Babylon and other those places. Well, that's pretty much been the theme of this whole time. And you're correct that that is what is fixing to happen. What I find interesting is that the people ask the question, why has the Lord done this to us? His response is that, I haven't really done anything to you. I provided you a light. You chose to walk in the darkness. You served foreign gods in your own land. Now, by your own choice, in the darkness, you're going to serve them in a foreign land. I'm really giving you the fruit of what you desire. God didn't discourage the people from following him. He gave them the free will choice. They chose not to. This is the consequence for the action, right? Mm -hmm. Brock, if I spend all day lifting weights, what's going to be the consequence of that action? Your muscle. Muscles are going to get what? Popped. They're going to get big. Oh. <laughs> they, right? they are going to pop. They're going to pop. Understand, consequence isn't a bad thing. A consequence just means that it's the result of a behavior. So when we walk in God's light, the consequence is we receive the good things that he's prepared for us in advance. That's the consequence. It's not a bad thing, right? 
when we don't walk in his light, we choose the darkness, the consequence is we reap the fruit of a life that's being lived in darkness. It's just how simple it is. Either way, there's a consequence to every single action. You may not like it. Change the action, right? Verse 20, announce this to the house of Jacob and proclaim it in Judah. Hear this, you foolish and senseless people who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. Should you not fear me, declares the Lord, should you not tremble in my presence? I made the sand a boundary for the sea, an everlasting barrier it cannot cross. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. But these people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned aside and gone away. They do not say to themselves, Let us fear the Lord our God who gives autumn and spring rains in season, who assures us of the regular weeks of harvest. Your wrongdoings have kept these away. Your sins have deprived you of good. Brock, what kept the good things away from them? From the Israelites? Yeah, it says that this specifically is what kept the good things away from them. It was there selfishness or like sin it was their sin it was their wrongdoing right that doesn't necessarily mean that god is plaguing them that god is punishing them it says your sins have deprived you of good it meant i had something good for you to receive it but you don't receive it in darkness i think deprived means like removed yeah that's right the good thing i had in store for you which was in the path of light. It was removed from you, not because the Lord took it and moved it, but because you had a choice to go to continue on and receive it in the path of light or to go in the path of darkness, and you chose the path of darkness. There wasn't or there wasn't a good thing waiting for you in each path. There was only a good thing waiting for you in the path of light. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost it's very simple. We, you can read the words of the Bible and like make them way more complicated than they have to be. This is very simple. If I call the light lifting weights, like get, getting straight swole, if I call that the light, well, if I stay in the light of like working out and work hard at that, then I'm going to get swole, right? But and then if there's like just a big old tub of ice cream and a TV and a couch. And I can just go do that instead. And day after day after day, I decide to do that instead. Your muscle's going to go away and you're going to get fat and then you're going to die of a heart attack. I don't know if all that's going to happen, but certainly some of that's going to happen, right? There wasn't health and wholeness and swoleness, the good swoleness, waiting in that path. There was only that waiting in the path of light, which included using the vessel the Lord gave me which is now a vessel of the Holy Spirit because he's alive inside of me and that he has given me to use with excellency. Now, you can go down the road of abusing that too and finding your identity completely in your vessel and that's a whole different problem. But do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. Verse 26. Among my people are wicked men who lie in wait like men who snare birds 
and like those who set traps to catch men. Like cages full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. They have become rich and powerful and have grown fat and sleek. I didn't even know that was coming up. <laughs> their evil deeds have no limit. They do not plead the case of the fatherless to win it. They do not defend the rights of the poor. Should I not punish them for this, declares the Lord. Should I not avenge myself on a nation such as this? Verse 30. A horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority. And my people love it this way. But what will you do in the end? It's one thing for the common man to lie and be proud and be living like this. It's another thing when the Lord has entrusted you with a voice in the Great Commission and you're there to prophesy or you're there to spread his gospel and you stop seeking out the wisdom and knowledge of the Spirit and of his Holy Word and start just batting from the hip or shooting from the hip and you start blending in that's not gonna that's not gonna work you know he calls that horrible and shocking so when we're called to leadership when we're called to give a testimony for christ we want to make sure that we're not drawing prophecies because they're the ones that make us feel good but that they're only prophecies if they come from him and they're ones that he would like us to share now, I'm not saying don't tell of your intuitions and speak of your experiences and where the, the Spirit has helped you, right? And let, giving you wisdom and knowledge, that, that's all good stuff. What I'm talking about is I don't like this person and I know that they do this type of behavior. And so now I'm going to confront them and tell them all the bad things and prophesy over them all the bad things are going to happen to them. Not so much because I hate their sin, but actually because I don't like them. See how that's kind of like, that's not real prophecy, that's evil. The Lord hasn't called us to judge others. He said, vengeance is mine. What's that, Harper? That's prophecies. Do you got that one, Trey? Yeah, it's like almost to, uh, like when, when you receive a prophecy, a prophecy, it's like a, it's like a telling of the future that came from God. And you know it's true because God gave it to you. Like the Revelations. That's right. The book of Revelations is the only really the only book in the Bible that's purely set in the future. That means it's a book of prophecy. It's telling us what's going to happen. Does that make sense? But at one point in time, a lot of these books, including Jeremiah, was prophetic because he was talking and writing and saying things that hadn't happened yet, like the exile, right? Well, I think that is enough for tonight. I'm super proud of you kids. I love you kids. I love you too. You guys are good kids. <laughs>